Welcome to Houseplant Homebody. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm here to tell you all about my favorite thing, plants. Are you ready? Hello, welcome to episode 75, all about the parlor palm. This is a really great plant that is another one I think is very underestimated, but you can literally find it almost everywhere. I went plant shopping this past weekend with my friend Shay, and I found the plant at every plant shop we went to. Literally. They span in sizes. I saw it anywhere from like a little two-inch terrarium plant to like a 10-inch potted plant. So, a very, I think, underestimated plant that I don't think you should just walk past next time. Maybe check it out if you're looking for something like this. But it is a palm, and the stigma of palms is they are kind of needy, and they're a little bit high maintenance. They need a lot of sunlight. They have pest problems, especially in houses, because they can't get the right humidity they need, or all that stuff. But this is actually one that doesn't have as many problems and isn't so high maintenance, in my opinion. So, the Latin name for this one is Camadoria elegance, I believe. You can also commonly hear it as Neanthabella. Perhaps when I was buying this kind of plant in the garden center when I worked there, Neanthabella was the name it usually came up on on the ordering sheets. Parlor Paul, Neanthabella, and the last Latin name I just pronounced are always, you can hear it. There's not a ton of different names besides the Parlor Palm for it for common names. Um, usually you're going to hear it as Nanthabella or Parlor Palm, one of those two for the most part. So typically this plant is really, not typically, it is. It is so soft and fluffy for a palm. Have you ever tried to like just pet like any kind of palm you walk past? Like the really common ones, Phoenix, Robolini, or Majesty are usually kind of sharp or like ponytail palm. We just went over that. It has like little like tiny itsy bitsy thorns on the side leaves. It's just like you want it to be soft, but it's not. This is one of them that's actually soft. So they're typically pretty compact. The structure of them almost looks like grass, kind of. It just has like shoots coming out and then foliage kind of like billowing out of the top of it a little bit. Very slow grower. So when you buy a larger plant, it's not going to take over your room like a palm can or like even a large monstera could. It's going to stay pretty compact and stay pretty small because it's so slow growing. That's why it's also a great plant for a terrarium plant because it's not going to overwhelm your terrarium really fast. So there are a couple reasons why this plant's a little bit easier, but I would consider this medium maintenance, not low maintenance. And I'll explain a little bit why later. But the fact that it's fluffy, every time I walk past these, I'm always petting them. They're so lovely. So I would recommend maybe taking a second look at these next time you see them. I did put pictures up on social media or at least I will, <laughs> um, and the blog post. I don't really have a good um, picture of it in a larger plant, but I do have it in a picture in a basket. Actually, when I was shopping at Mod Gen, they were in this nice basket. And then at Bayside, they had a small four-inch pot. So you'll see those. And I did compare um, another larger one I saw at Clover Plant Shop in Milwaukee to my hand to kind of see how big they can get. But I'll explain that a little bit later. But let's jump right into the center requirements. The main reason why this palm is actually, I think, in the medium, medium maintenance category and not high maintenance like most palms. Parlor palm is one of the few palms that actually can tolerate low light. Yes, you heard me. Low light. Granted, they prefer to be in medium, but they will still do okay and will still grow in low light. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> 
Um, I used to have one of these a long time ago, very, very long time ago. Um, I just did not provide some needs that we'll get into a little bit later. Sunlight, I always usually kept it in medium to low light and I never really saw it suffering for that reason specifically. So if you need a palm that makes an impact, you can get like one of those 10 inch parlor palms, put it in a corner or something. It's not going to grow very fast. It doesn't need to be in like a west or south window. In fact, I would recommend not putting it in a west and south window because the foliage actually will turn more of a yellow color if it's in too much light. I know we rarely get houseplants that like act like this. So avoid the west and south window. You can put it in like a north or even an east window. Those are great. Or if you put it off of a west and south window, just not directly in it where it's getting that direct sunlight, that's all good. Um, because of the really lack of light it needs, it works out very well in offices too. So if you have a desk that you're kind of wanting to green it up a little bit, this would be a really good plant because they work well with fluorescent lighting because they do need that low to medium light, but fluorescent light is fine with them too. So I actually think I'm going to go buy one and try it on my desk at work. I have a couple house plants that I'm experimenting with and so far they're doing okay. Um, I've just noticed like my philodendron at work, the leaves are a lot smaller and I think I have like a Prince of Orange philodendron maybe at my, no, might be something else. Um, it's more reverting to a green than it is a color at all, even the new foliage is coming out. Um, so everything's a little more stunted, but that's because they could do well probably in bright, in direct light. The parlor palm is totally fine in that low to medium light and they're slow growers in general. So they don't need a ton of light to keep pushing out new growth. If for some reason you have a hard time understanding lighting or you need some help with that, I do have the podcast episode and blog all about understanding light. I also have an episode about grow lights. Granted, these need low to medium light, so they don't necessarily need a grow light. If they're off of a grow light or a little bit away from it, if you have a dark house or something, you could do that. Um, but it does not need to be directly under a grow light. But if you need information on that, they are out there for you. Okay, let's now jump into watering requirements, which is why it makes it medium maintenance, not low maintenance. Okay, so for watering, the parlor palms do need to be a little bit more moisture than some other typical house plants. I would say medium moisture was where these guys are going to sit very common with palms in my experience overall. These plants do react when you don't water them enough. So just like a piece of leaf would be very dramatic in the way that the leaves droop, that won't happen with these, but these leaves will actually turn brown and crispy and you can kind of basically just pull them out of the middle of it. Now, they can come right back once they get the moisture that they need. And once you pull out those dead leaves, it will start producing more but you may see that issue. Even though they like to be in medium moisture, they'd rather be, I think, a little bit dry than sopping wet. So make sure you have a well-draining soil and drainage in the pot, and that will help keep your moisture high, but it won't be too much. I also recommend, if you still struggle with that, moisture meter readers are always great. I always have one linked on each blog post so you can get to it easily. Amazon sells them all the time. Not all the time, duh, constantly, but several different kinds. I think the one I have linked is the one I currently have. It's also a pH reader and something else. To me, I don't use those. I just use it for the watering, but that's in there. So I think overall, 
the leaves are going to brown if you're underwatering it, but don't leave it in sopping wet soil either. Make sure you're potting it in a well-draining soil. In regards to humidity, this is the reason I also think it kind of tends to be more medium maintenance and not in the low category because it does prefer to have a bit of humidity. Granted, it can adapt to your current home humidity if you just have like average humidity, I guess, lower humidity, but you have an increased chance of like pests in that case. So multiple sources. And in my experience, spider mites are very common on these and humidity is the one thing that could help prevent them. So there's a few different ways to help prevent the spider mites in that way and increase humidity. Misting has always seemed to help reduce the amount of pests on plant foliage for me. So Misting does not necessarily increase humidity a ton. It just helps with that factor to me. It might increase humidity for that short period of time um, or in that environment if you have it or like a little greenhouse or something. If I Like my mini greenhouse when I mist in there, obviously the moisture stays in there for the most part. But for like an open living room, it's not going to increase the humidity by a larger percent. You could use a humidifier, obviously. You could also take the plant and kind of shower it or rinse it off in the sink. That way you're cleaning off the leaves and you're removing really any potential pests that might be in there trying to infest your plant. You could also wipe down the leaves, which is I think is on the same level as kind of rinsing off the foliage. Those are all different ways to prevent the spider mites, kind of help with watering and kind of helping with increasing humidity in different ways. But if you can provide humidity... I would. All right, let's move on to fertilizer. The story has not changed with me. I still use Fox Farms Grow Big Liquid Fertilizer. I probably do it about every two weeks, um, February through October for the most part. I'm starting to see faster growth already the end of January, so I'm probably going to start fertilizing my houseplants pretty soon again consistently. But in the wintertime, I really only fertilize once, and I did that back in December I did fertilize once. Usually I'm typically using about half the recommended right around there amount of fertilizer. In my experience, it's always better to under than over fertilize. That being said, a couple of the sources did give some good recommendations. So the Complete Houseplant Survival Manual says it needs a little bit more fertilizer than other palms, especially in summer. So the time to actually fertilize for these is during the peak growing season. And this palm specific likes to be fertilized. So if you're going to skip on it, this isn't the plant necessarily to do it with. Practical Houseplant Books is something pretty standard, actually. It says apply a balanced liquid fertilizer once a month from spring to fall. Online, when I looked this up, because in my mind, those contradict themselves just a little bit. Online, when I looked it up, I did find other sources that said these do like to be fertilized pretty consistently. So I would go with always read your own label on your fertilizer. If you're using just like a standard balance fertilizer, usually houseplant fertilizers are a little bit different than that. So you're always going to be using a little bit less or like half of the amount just to make sure you're not over fertilizing, kind of burning the leaves doing that. So just read your packaging, do what you're comfortable with. I would say just fertilize in general. As long as you're not over fertilizing, you should be good to go. And again, tons of ways to do this. Lots of products out there. I've used Fox Farm forever, but there are lots of other products out there. Really, really good small businesses out there too. So if you're wanting to kind of support small business, there's a few out there that are really, really nice. Two that I've been seeing a lot in what I shared actually one of them on 
one of my blog posts was Flourish is a really good small business fertilizer. And then I saw Arbor was another one. One, the packaging and the website is really cool on both of them. They, they both have a great vibe, but those are also kind of small business fertilizers that I've seen. Obviously, I use Fox Farm. They're a pretty big company. They don't sell to big box stores though. And then there's like a Spoma, Scott's, miracle Grow, like all of those usually have a houseplant fertilizer or something like that. There's nothing wrong with those. They're just larger companies. So up to totally up to you. I've used literally everything under the sun. I've just stuck to Fox Farm because I like their concentrated fertilizer that they have. Okay, that's my rant about fertilizer. We're moving on to the other facts. All right, so these are in the Araceae family. They are also native to Central America and Mexico. Multiple times online and in one of the books that I have, Guatemala was called out specifically for where they were native to. So Central America, Mexico area. Natively, they can get five to six feet tall, which for a palm is pretty small, at least from what I think. In your home, they can actually get up to about three or four feet typically. Obviously, if you have perfect greenhouse conditions, they can get bigger. Um, but you're really not going to see them exceed that three or four feet. And it's going to take forever to get there. These guys do bloom, but you will probably never see them bloom as a houseplant. They have small yellow flowers in nature. And in nature, they don't like to be in full sun, obviously. So usually it's like light shade, dappled shade that they're going to be in. And they will flower in that kind of sunlight. As I said before, spider mites are a big thing for parlor palms. So making sure you're increasing humidity. Um, you could water the foliage, misting it, wiping down the foliage. All of those things are going to help you prevent that. As long as you do it consistently, you're really probably not going to have that much of an issue. Also, a huge part to the parlor palm is that they are not toxic to pets. So, yay. If you want to learn more in episode 34, is available for even more plants that are talk about pets and plants for the most part. So if you need to learn more there or want to check on a plant that you have, you could check that out. There's a blog post that corresponds with it too, always linked in the blog post for each episode. So very exciting that's not toxic because there are minimal plants that are not toxic to plants. <sighs> very exciting that's not toxic to pets because it feels like there aren't a ton out there. So this is one more to add to your list. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode about the parlor palm. Hello, Megan. Hope you guys like this episode. I would highly recommend if you're looking for a plant to try this one out. It's not going to be a rare one. It's going to be a fairly cheap one. Like at Bayside when I went shopping this weekend, Bayside Garden Center, I found a four inch for $5.99 and it was nice and full. So probably depends on where you shop. Obviously small versus larger business, but you can buy a pretty small one for a pretty decent price to try it out. So highly recommend trying them out. In my experience, it was the lack of water and the spider mites that killed mine, um, but I wasn't paying attention to it like I should have. Obviously, you all know my tendency is to underwater everything. So obviously with this plant that needs extra moisture, it was going to struggle if it's in my home. So <laughs> I'm tempted to try one again, but I know my limits, so I'm going to stick with the plants I have for now. So I did not buy him. I actually bought a couple other plants this weekend. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to first start by saying next week's episode is about the crocodile fern, which is fun. Um, a little bit of a random plant, but I think it looks so cool and I really want to go into that one. Not very common out there to find, but still a really cool plant that 
need some fun care and I want to dive into more specific plants. Obviously, we're getting we're getting through a lot of the general plants that we're talking about, so we're going into detail, detail, detail on some plants like this. Like ferns, for example, there's so many out there. Usually, they all need a little bit of different care, so we're going to start with, not start with, we're going to keep going with crocodile fern. <laughs> um, and I actually took vacation for, since, you know, Thursday through Monday after, well, before this comes out. Um, just to focus on a little bit of houseplant homebody stuff and try to figure out some stuff for myself and the business and all that jazz. So doing good. It's still a goal of mine to have merchandise at some point this year. So we're gonna we're gonna try to do that as much as possible. I've had people asking for it, so I need to get going on it. I have some designs done. I just need to figure out how I wanna execute getting them out there for y'all. Um quite a little bit of an update. I am actually changing some things on the website on the supporter page. So um, there is, if you didn't know, I have a supporter section. It's basically monetary uh, contribution to Houseplant Homebody. Just helps me keep the business running and keep growing, honestly. But currently, monthly monetization stuff I have is $3.7 and $10. I'm going to get rid of the $3 one. Uh, One, because no one's on that one. And two, um, it's just taking up space. But I've also added a single monetary gift. So if you'd rather not do every month, because I know subscriptions can be kind of monotonous. Like everyone has like Netflix, Hulu, you know, like HBO Max, all that stuff. So if you don't want to do a subscription, I just did a one-time payment. Currently, I just have 20 bucks up there. So if you feel like supporting me at some point and you want to help Houseplant Homebody to give us 20 bucks, once in a while or even once, that's perfect. Um, anything you could do to help grow the business would be fantabulous, but I just want to let you know that is being updated on the website. It will be updated by the time you hear this. So that's happening. And for those of you that listen to the this end of the episode part, um, I don't know if it's a lot of you, but if it is, I always try to end up with like a little bit of a tidbit of information or what I plan to do or whatnot. Um, but I would like to actually do like a guide or masterclass or class in general or try to do something like that. Um, so hopefully this year I will try to get something like that lined up. Just ba- just more information for people, just a little bit more detail to help everyone with plants too, that anyone that wants to do it. Um, but I'm not putting a due date on any of this because currently I'm starting a new desk at work. Someone on social media asked me what I do. I actually have the nine to five job um, on top of all of this. So I'm currently a customer supply analyst and I think it should be called distributor supply analyst, but I work for Molson Coors and I just make sure the distributors get their shipments and make sure that they have their beer basically, unless there's a constraint, obviously. But that's what I do. i was working in a certain territory and I'm just now working with a different territory. So I just got to learn the nuances of this new territory, but I'm starting that this week, actually the day this episode comes out. So no due date on anything for me just because I don't know what's going on with things, but all good things moving forward. So I hope the Parlor Palm episode inspired you to get one. It inspired me to think about it again. That's for sure. (laughs) And if you have any questions, let me know. Next episode is going to be crocodile fern. So if you have questions about that, let me know. I will be posting that the Tuesday that this comes out of if you have questions. But if you have specific questions and that is not up on my stories, please message me and I will screenshot them and add them. I didn't have any questions about parlor palm this time around. So I didn't include them, obviously. Otherwise, I would have. But if you have questions, let me know. Hope you guys have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.